This is why your individual vote matters. Even though it won't perhaps change the, the full outcome, every time you're nudging us in the right way, you're getting us a little closer to the change we need. Listening to Establish, a podcast presented by Shake Up the Establishment. Shake Up the Establishment is a youth-led, registered national nonpartisan nonprofit organization that operates within the geographical confines of what is currently known as Canada, but what is referred to by its first peoples as Turtle Island. Welcome to our special mini-episode of Establish, Taking the Scaries Out of Politics. As I'm sure many of you know, a federal election has been called for September 20th, which is fast approaching. We know that it can often be overwhelming trying to navigate all of the different information and resources that come out at election time. And let's face it, in general, political discussions and voting can be stressful. We at SUIT want to empower our listeners to become informed voters that can advocate for climate justice through our elected representatives. What you will hear in this episode is snippets of interviews we've had with other youth in the activism spaces, hearing their take on youth voter turnout, elections, and the importance of voting. You will hear from Ali Rougeau, organizer with Fridays for Future Toronto, Peyton Mitchell, co-founder of La Sève and Climate Strike Canada, and Chuck Odenibo, founding director of Future Ancestor Services. It's a great discussion and reminder of the importance of using your voice and your right to vote in the upcoming election. Without further ado, I'll pass it over to the interviews. So Peyton, really amazing to have you um, again, talking on the topic of the election, given all the experiences that you have in political activism. I'd love to know a couple of your thoughts about the upcoming federal election. I guess my first question for you is, how influential do you think voting is for enacting positive change in climate justice? That's a really good question. So when it comes to voting, it's a bit of a catch-22 because voting can only be as powerful as the people who are willing to put themselves forward as candidates to take that power and to do something with it, right? So if we're voting and none of the candidates have any sort of climate platform or any sort of you know, ambition to make any positive change in regards to climate and to justice, then it doesn't matter how many youth vote or how many people in Canada vote because the outcome will be the same and nothing will happen. And I think that that's sort of a dilemma that a lot of youth come to that they don't see the candidates pushing the values that they want to see. And so they don't see the point in voting. And that becomes really, really challenging to communicate to young people as to like, we all know that the candidates aren't doing enough and that their platforms aren't enough and that all of these things become really frustrating for us, especially, you know, like university aged youth who feel very, very like in touch with these issues. Yeah, that's, that's really beautifully put. So my next question for you is kind of a two-parter. The first one is just kind of to further elaborate on reasons why you think a voter turnout might be low. And I guess going from there, ways that some of the work you're doing or have done has motivated young people to vote and some strategies to increase turnout. Mm-hmm. So I think the main reasons that young people don't vote is disillusion with candidates. So not seeing that candidates are doing the things that they want to see candidates do and a lack of understanding 
as to what Canada's political systems are and just really not getting it and not wanting to pay attention because they, they don't get it. It's confusing and and you don't want to put in a lot of homework to pay attention to issues that, you know, if you're resenting the government, you're not going to want to spend a lot of time paying attention to its internal drama while you could be doing other things. Um, so I think that that becomes really challenging for young people. And as somebody who's on their student association, ways that I'm trying to work on improving that, at least for uh, the people coming into our university, is by putting information about the election in our frosh packages. So that first year students who come in get a bit of a brief on what, what, what does first past the post mean? Why is it important for you to vote? What's the difference between voting in your school riding, for example, compared to your riding in your hometown? Um, for example, having a lot of students vote in their school riding can actually sometimes swing that riding to be more progressive. Whereas if we're all voting at home, we don't have that power, like that concentration of young people. So that's something that we can consider when we're kind of like thinking strategically about voting. It is so amazing to have you back on the podcast, back at it again with your amazing and insightful thoughts. Um, given your variety of experiences within like the, both the climate sector and so much so to do with policy, um, policy oriented work in this space, um, we're asking people, you know, how influential do you think voting is for enacting positive change for climate justice? Thank you, Mandy, for the question. Um, I think as someone that constantly screams at elected officials, it's hard for me to justify, you know, a lot of <laughs> things around elections. But the reality is that for me, elections are the bare minimum. And so what I can tell you is if we collectively just don't vote and let whatever happens happen and let the folks that do have time or money uh, or the privilege to go vote do it, we're going to deal with an impossible situation to address. And I would much rather speak to folks that are imperfect, but are willing to listen compared to folks that have been um, elected by people that absolutely have nothing to do with me. And so I really think about it as a bare minimum. Do I think the next election will all of a sudden solve all our problems? Absolutely not. However, I think we can either be in big trouble or very big trouble. And so I guess I'd rather, you know, pick the former. So that's my slightly pessimistic take on an election, but I do, I actually think about that. And the second one is that I think even in the Canadian system where no matter, you know, you can have a, a large amount of people that are gonna vote for someone, it's still, you know, it won't be shown on the general map of who ended up getting elected because of our stupid system. Either way, you are signaling an interest and you signaling that interest in a party that's, you know, better for workers or a better a party that's more climate oriented. That says something to the folks in power, to your peers around you that are like, wait, I'm not alone, to, you know, big businesses feeling threatened. I mean, it's very important that you're, you're signaling that. Um, and more than that, from having worked in areas that actually look at elections and want to perhaps influence them and get the most progressive vote out there. If you vote and you end up getting your local most progressive candidate much closer to a victory, even if they lose, I can tell you someone that next election is going to try to get your, your writing to switch towards the progressive one. And so even if you nudge a little bit closer, someone out there, some policy nerd is going to see that and think, this is now a writing that's becoming more progressive every time. And so this is why your individual vote matters. 
even though it won't perhaps change the, the full outcome, every time you're nudging us in the right way, you're getting us a little closer to the change we need. I personally really empathize with a lot of what you said. Um, and I have a similar viewpoint <laughs> about the, the use of the vote as it is your say. And in a true democracy, maybe there would be more accountability structures in place that could make that, that vote have a greater weight. But right now it has the weight that it does, but it still has some weight, you know, um, in terms of being able to say what you think, no matter who you vote for. Um, mm -hmm. So at least you get the right to exercise that and say what you think. And you know what? I also realized that before elections and election periods are also good times for you to just socialize certain ideas to your peers and to your family. I've never had such rich conversations as dinner conversations before elections because it's like, who's good? who are you gonna vote for? Well, and then you get into debates. And so even if it's just that, I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't, that's what suit was founded over. <laughs> we literally were having conversations about who to vote for, did not know the answer because you were like, who has the most progressive platform for the environment? Not necessarily like, like our focus at the time was just objectively, who would it be, you know? Because of course people have their, how the parties are viewed, but we were like, let's look at the actual promises. And that led to this whole inquiry that literally led to the founding of suit. So I totally agree with you. They are like inflection points for change and they can really be critical critical times for those critical discussions. So that's a great viewpoint. C'est quoi ton message pour les um, voters jeunes? J'aime cette question. So, moi, je dirais, on a l'habitude, étant que jeune personne au Canada, de se dire, euh, ben, ça ne ferait pas une différence si je vote ou pas. Et, dans un côté, oui, on habite dans un pays euh, ayant comme un système un peu bizarre, où on ne peut pas même choisir notre propre euh, premier ministre, mais on choisit quelqu'un qui représente notre circonscription, mais ce n'est pas que c'est le nombre de votes, des fois. Donc, oui, notre système est bizarre, mais c'est tellement important, étant que jeune personne, de voter pour plusieurs raisons. La première raison est parce que ça va nous impacter beaucoup plus que tous les autres euh, démographiques euh, par rapport à l'âge. Donc, chaque fois qu'un gouvernement entre en pouvoir, si ce gouvernement n'est pas soutenu par les jeunes et si ce gouvernement ne euh, voit pas l'importance de même penser aux jeunes personnes, on va voir des politiques qui vont... Euh, qui vont nuire à nos communautés, en gros. Si jamais ils ont besoin de couper quelque chose, ils vont être comme, ah ben, on va couper le financement pour les universités, parce que c'est pas notre vote base, les jeunes, mais notre vote base est dans les maisons de retraite. Oh, on va couper tel autre service, on va couper telle chose. Et la raison pour ça est parce qu'ils savent que le vote base n'est pas les jeunes personnes, et donc ils peuvent nous ignorer. Et donc, c'est important, étant que jeune personne, de vraiment montrer votre voix. Mais aussi, si jamais vous pensez que ça ne va pas vous impacter, il faut voter pour celles et ceux et celles um, à qui ça va impacter. So, la dernière élection, par exemple, um, pour tous les écouteurs um, qui, qui sont ici, je suis noir. Uh, Ce n'est pas évident parce que <rire> je ne l'ai pas présenté, mais je suis noir. Et j'ai deux amis blancs. Et pendant... Um, la dernière élection, on a jasé des élections, puis mes deux amis blancs, qui, on a tous, euh, tous le même âge. 
Euh, imaginez, ben, c'est quoi l'objectif de même voter? C'est, ça ne va rien changer, ça ne va pas m'impacter. Ils ont tous la main. Ça, c'était la manière de voir les choses. Et moi, j'étais là comme, guys, je suis, je suis votre ami. Et je suis un homme noir, je suis francophone, je suis allosexuel. Je, je fais partie de beaucoup de groupes marginalisés et racialisés. Et donc, ça va m'impacter, moi, euh, juste parce que ça ne va rien changer pour les gens au pouvoir. Quand on voit, par exemple, ce qui se passait au Québec après la mort de George Floyd, le premier ministre du Québec disait, ben non, le racisme systémique, ça n'existe pas au Québec. Et donc, moi, j'habite dans une province qui ne reconnaît pas que des personnes racialisées, les personnes noires, les personnes asiatiques, les personnes autochtones vivent un racisme, pas juste un racisme individuel où il y a des gens qui les harcèlent, mais un racisme qui est ancré dans nos systèmes et dans nos manières d'être, ce qui fait en sorte qu'on est désavantagé, défavorisé par nos systèmes. Et donc, quand vous dites, ah, ben, je ne vais pas voter parce que ça ne va pas faire une différence, si ça ne va pas faire une différence pour vous, c'est parce que vous êtes privilégié, vous êtes dans un état de pouvoir où vous pouvez vivre, à vivre malgré les changements autour de vous. Donc, vote pas pour vous-même, mais vote pour quelqu'un qui est proche à vous, qui n'a pas cette luxure. T'sais. Moi, je suis pas mal bien éduqué, je suis bilingue, donc dans un certain côté, dans un certain sens, il n'y a rien qui devrait m'impacter. Parce que peu importe ce qui est dans le pouvoir, j'ai une suffisamment bonne formation, j'ai assez de bonnes références, assez de bonnes expériences que je peux trouver un boulot n'importe quoi. Je peux me débrouiller très bien en anglais, en français, même dans d'autres langues parce que j'ai une facilité avec les langues. T'sais, je suis facilement doué que je reconnais que je suis privilégié et assez privilégié que peu importe qui est en pouvoir, moi, je peux me débrouiller. Mais qu'est-ce qui va arriver si jamais je suis frappé par une voiture et, par, et je deviens handicapé? Est-ce que tu as vu comment les Noirs handicapés sont traités dans votre province ou même dans votre ville? Qu'est-ce qui se passerait si jamais j'ai une crise, une crise comme Britney Spears et je rase tous mes cheveux et j'ai juste un moment de breakdown? Est-ce que tu as vu ce que les flics font euh, aux Noirs euh, ayant des problèmes de santé mentale? Right? So, quand tu votes, disons, vote pas pour toi-même, mais vote pour les gens qui en ont besoin le plus. Euh, et juste, ne soyez pas égoïste. Pensez à quelqu'un d'autre autre que vous. C'est tout ce que j'ai à dire par rapport à ça. <rire> um, merci de partager vos expériences. Chuck? resources, check out our Instagram at shakeuptheestab and our website at www.shakeuptheestab.org vote, where you can find several informative blog posts with elections-related resources and also a non-partisan comparison chart of the five major parties' environmental and climate action commitments. This is a really, really valuable resource that our team has been working hard on, and I highly encourage everyone listening to go check it out. Also remember to register to vote by September 14th. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.